Hey, Katie, did you know that we have listeners all over the world? I did, and I think that is so awesome. Most of our listeners are creative business owners in the U.S. and Canada, primarily women in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. I also love that so many of our listeners connect and engage with us directly on Instagram. Oh my gosh, me too. And our listeners are looking to grow their creative brands, their Etsy shops, and to sell more of their art, which means they want to know all about the tools, the products, and online courses that can help them do just that. Exactly. And we want to connect our listeners with coaches, businesses, and products that they can use to sell more of their own handmade products, make their lives easier, and have more time to do what they love. Yep. That's why we're officially putting out a sponsorship call for this podcast. We're going to partner with a limited number of brands that are the perfect fit for our listeners. If you think your company's product or service is in line with our audience and you're interested in learning more about our brand partnerships, reach out to us on our website at shopstudiosisters.com or just click the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Studio Sisters podcast. We're your hosts and sisters, Katie and Taylor. We travel the world, make beautiful things, and run our online businesses. We're creative entrepreneurs and Etsy experts, and we are on a mission to help you make meaningful income online and to create what you love. On the Studio Sisters podcast, we will dive into all things Etsy, running an online business, making money, creating while traveling, and growing your brand. We want you to leave this podcast with more confidence in yourself, your online small business, and the belief that your creative dream life is possible for you. So let's do this. So this week, we are talking about how to have a magical, creative, amazing artist retreat and the fact that you can do this without traveling anywhere and without spending any money, but you can have a creative transformation for yourself for free. So let's talk about what an artist retreat actually is. I think this word gets thrown around a lot, but most people think that you have to like buy something really expensive and go somewhere really far away to be able to have a retreat. So what is an artist retreat? So an artist retreat doesn't necessarily mean like you're going on a retreat to like a get together with a bunch of people. That is a retreat, but it doesn't mean that like it doesn't have to be your artist retreat. Um, It's an intentional, purposeful getaway to create art. You create a space, a time, and a location with no distractions and only inspiration. So you can do this where you are right now. Yeah, in my own studio, I do it all the time. Okay, cool. And we we don't want to discount large group retreats. Uh, we own a retreat center. And so... Yeah, we love those too. We love those too because we actually own a retreat center where every week artists come in these groups, they have these magical weeks of creating and socializing and good food. We are all about that. We're literally surrounded by it all the time. 
On the other hand, you can absolutely do this for yourself right where you are without spending any extra money. Here are some reasons that you might want to consider planning an artist retreat. If you're feeling one of these things, maybe this is the chance to plan your first solo artist retreat at home. You're feeling uninspired. Everything feels just kind of bleh. You're not really excited about anything or you start to start a project and you just aren't getting anywhere with it. You haven't spent enough time creating lately and you can feel it. Katie, the other day you told me if you don't create enough, you start to get unhappy. <laughs> no, it really happened to me the other day. Like I just, I needed some time to just paint. <laughs> so apparently this is a thing that happens to artists. They, It's like getting hangry when you haven't eaten. Yeah. But if you haven't created, you start just getting really annoyed at people. <laughs> At least me. <laughs> so maybe you want, you're craving that solo time away where you can just paint or just create. Or you're feeling unhappy with your current pieces and they're just sitting there, just untouched, collecting dust. Or finally, it's the start of a new season, like the beginning of 2021, and you just want to do something new and different. These are all possible reasons and possible signs that it's time for you to take your own solo artist retreat. Yeah, definitely. And I think some personal transformations can happen during a solo artist retreat, no matter how big or how small the retreat is, like it might just be half a day. But when you block out and vote a day for only creating, you get a chance to work on a project without any interruptions. I found that if I know I have to go run errands or I have an appointment in the middle of the day, I'm hesitant to work on a big project. Like, I just, I don't want to get interrupted, so I don't work on it. But if I have the whole day or blocked out time to devote to art, I can focus and take my time to really dive deep into a technique or that project. You can also take the time to batch work and complete some works in progress that maybe you haven't finished yet and have just been sitting there. So it's a great time to do that. You can get so much done in a day if you just really focus. Sometimes I get caught up trying to watch YouTube videos and really they're art videos, so it is inspiring, but I just get caught up watching them so I don't really get much done. So if I turn that off and I don't look at Instagram, I get so much more done. If you want to plan your own artist retreat, grab a pen or a pencil and write down these steps to help you plan it and get started. We'll also have this list in the show notes. So if you're driving in the car right now while you're listening to this podcast, or maybe you're listening while you're out exercising, you can come back to the show notes later. The first thing you should do to help prepare for a successful solo artist retreat is to clean and organize your space the day before. I cannot work in a messy space, so I definitely have to like constantly be cleaning my studio. I actually usually do it in the mornings before I get started on a project, but if you do it the day before, you have even more time that day to really get into your projects. Yeah, you can walk in like literally to a beautiful clean studio and that can set the whole tone for the whole day. And um, if cleaning your whole studio feels kind of overwhelming or maybe you honestly just don't have the time, just clean off your desk. Yeah. Start with a blank slate of a desk. 
Step two, plan out your projects in advance. We're a big fan of planners, sticky notes, to-do lists. Before you start your retreat, so the day before or that week when you're working on your planner, make a list of all the things you're thinking about for an artist's retreat. What projects are unfinished? What's the technique you've been planning to try? Um, What's the big project that you wanted to start? So plan them in advance. And the reason that you do that is so that you don't walk into your studio thinking like, oh, I'm going to make art today and I'm so excited. And then you sit there and nothing happens. Mm -hmm. We don't want you to get creative block. So take some time and plan out your projects in advance. Yeah. Uh, Another thing you can do is to turn your phone on do not disturb. As I mentioned before, like sometimes I can just get caught up on my Instagram notifications and they're very distracting. You wouldn't think they take so much time out of your day, but they do. So Katie, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I turn I turn the setting on my phone to tell me how much screen time I have each week. I don't do that because I don't want to know. Oh my God, it's embarrassing. <laughs> on weeks where I'm like working a lot on my phone, there's a lot of Pinterest, a lot of Etsy notifications, a lot of Instagram commenting back and forth. It's really embarrassing, but like some days I'll hit six hours of Mm -hmm. phone screen time and I hate that. I do not want that in my life. So it's something I'm trying to work on so I can understand why if you want to produce good creative work, especially on a solo retreat, you need to turn that do not disturb on and and hide your phone from yourself. Yeah. The next thing is that you should start your retreat with some creative movement. This sounds silly or strange if you've never done it before. However, it's amazing how much more energy you have and how your brain is really going if you start by physically moving your body first. And this doesn't have to be anything crazy and it doesn't have to be something you're not comfortable with. So I have two suggestions for that. First is yoga. I love yoga. You can start with some simple creative movement just practice some deep breathing and sit quietly or do some light stretching. Don't go crazy. This is not the time to overextend yourself. Just do some simple light stretching or follow a five or 10 minute yoga routine on YouTube to really get your body moving. My other suggestion is that you just go for a 10 or 15 or 20 minute walk. If yoga's not your thing, Just walk out your front door or walk to a park or walk to a coffee shop. Just get your body moving and get your mind going with some simple physical movement before you sit down to work on your creative projects. Yeah, I'm definitely more on the walking side than the yoga side. (laughs) So another thing that you can do is to turn on some chill music or even whatever your favorite type of music is that gets you going. I really love classical and film scores. And for me, that's how I tune into my creativity. Yeah, I love that you listen to a lot of um, instrumental covers of popular music, like Lindsey Sterling covers a lot. Yeah, and two cellos, the piano guys. It's like classical crossover. Ooh, I like that. Is that what they call it? That's what Classical they call it. Classical crossover. I love yeah. it. Uh, for me, don't laugh, but I love 
indie bluegrass folk music <laughs> like really old like very like midwest regional like folk music okay is i just love um the be good tanya's or just something very soft and folksy that's my creative boho like we recommend that you start with a small fun project to warm up kind of like you would um walk before running to warm up your body and in a creative retreat we want you to start with a small easy project to warm up before you move on to your larger creative works what are some ideas katie that you would suggest for your small creative warm-up well i usually work in my art journal in the mornings is Sometimes I write, but I'm usually just doodling or sketching or just playing with paints inside my art journal. It's sort of a warm-up before I get started on any bigger projects. Yeah, the goal here is low risk. Don't do something that you've never done before or something too hard or too time-consuming. So your journal. Something that it doesn't matter what the results are. Right. You don't have to worry about messing up. There's no fear of failure. It could just be paint swatching. Mm-hmm. Or I love just swatching. play. I know she's always swatching her paints. Um, just playing with some simple colors or simple um, pieces of artwork, making a bookmark, making a handmade card, mm-hmm. something that's easy to get started. Okay. I love it. Also, don't be afraid to try something new during your creative retreat. Maybe you have a technique you already had in mind or supplies you haven't tried yet. Um, have you tried anything new lately? Well, for the past year or so, about a year, um, I've been learning how to sketch mm-hmm. during our creative retreats. I, it's something I really only do during retreat. To be honest, I never do it outside of my <laughs> retreats. <laughs> but And I'm not very good at it. Uh, however, I really enjoy it. It's really fun. Uh, We've talked about this in our episode on travel journaling is an idea in the practice of field sketching. So if you want to learn more about that, definitely listen to our podcast episode, how to get started with a travel journal in 2021. But it's something I'm I'm trying and I have no um, expectations of myself. I have low expectations, (laughs) but honestly, it's fun because it's something that I'm not, I don't consider myself that kind of artist or that kind of creative. So it's perfectly okay to try it and mess up, but it's something new that I really have never done before. Mm -hmm. I also think that your solo artist retreat is a good time to use your special supplies. We all have them. Those supplies that you bought you've been saving and they are just sitting in your studio or on your desk just looking at you and they're so beautiful but you won't open them katie what you got there so when it's like paints and stuff those i open immediately because i want to play with them but i definitely have some pretty papers that i don't want to cut into yet Exactly. And so this can be really motivating to you or really exciting when you are starting your artist retreat is to use your special supplies. Mm -hmm. But as we said before, have a plan for what you're going to use them for. Yeah. So we started with a small warm up project. But after that, don't be afraid to move into a bigger project where you really dive deep and just take your time on all the little details and just really get into that project. I often work on big canvases and 
sometimes I work in small batches on them, but it's so much better if I just have time to like really focus on this big canvas and I spend time working through all the different layers and my process of it. And it just, it's so much better. Like the results are better if I can really dig deep on it. Yeah, if you can just take one full hour or even two hours, and if you're having trouble focusing, you could even set a timer for yourself Mm -hmm. and say, I'm not getting up from this canvas or from my creative space until this timer goes off and really allow yourself that time to focus only on that big, deep project. Mm -hmm. It's funny you bring up the timer because once in a while, I'll chat with my friend Misty on Facebook and we're like, we need to get started on this. So let's set a timer and we'll just work for 30 minutes. Oh, I had no idea that you did that. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Another tip that we have is to have healthy but indulgent snacks. So on a solo artist retreat or a retreat at home, what you're trying to do is, is spark creative transformation. So that's why we're using your special supplies. And then I also want you to have special snacks. So don't eat something that's really unhealthy and makes you feel tired or gross because you had too much sugar or too much fried food or something like that. Instead, eat something healthy, but that you feel like is a special treat or really indulgent. So for me, that might be like buying myself a dark chocolate bar with um, like citrus or walnuts in it, just something delicious to me that is really good. That's something I don't get all the time. For me, I really like yogurt or more specifically Icelandic yogurt. That's like, that's my special treat. (laughs) Yeah, we're big yogurt fans around here. But Katie and I, um, it sounds bougie, (laughs) but like we only eat certain kinds of yogurt. Like it's really got to be good Greek yogurt or Icelandic skier. We don't want that like full of sugar and corn syrup, thin stuff. Like give us the real high quality yogurts around here. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) At the end of your solo artist retreat, it can be really fun to just take five or ten minutes to journal about your day and your experience of the solo retreat. It doesn't have to be pages and pages of writing. Some people are writers. I'm not. Like, I keep a journal, but I barely write in it. It's mostly doodles and fun things. Yeah, so in those five to ten minutes at the end of your session or at the end of your retreat, write down how you felt, Mm -hmm. what you feel like you accomplished, Mm -hmm. or what you feel like you still want to do better on, or what you want to do again. What was the best part of your day that you want to recreate that experience in your art or in another retreat session? Yeah, I like that idea. That can be really motivating, and it helps you feel like um, you've captured what that retreat process was so that you can continue to reproduce that creative magic again and again. Mm -hmm. We have a couple more bonus ideas. If you want to level up your artist retreat, if you think, okay, I did this, it was great in my studio, but I really want more out of my artist retreat. So Katie, I'm going to let you talk about the first bonus idea because it's something that you do a lot. Yeah, so if you have a family member who has a vacation home or a quiet studio somewhere, borrow it for a day. Like, 
if there's somewhere that you can get away, it's definitely worth doing. Or a week. Or a week, definitely. I have family in Colorado that I love to go visit because when they're at work, it's just me in the mountains of Colorado creating. It's like I'm all alone out there in the middle of nowhere with my art supplies and it's just amazing. Yeah, that's a super cool experience. So, you know, maybe your artist retreat won't take place in your own house and that's perfectly fine. If you have a friend or a family member who's just got this beautiful deck or a sunroom or a vacation home or something along those lines that you could use to really transform your experience and get out of your own space. The other thing you could do is just go outside, pack up your supplies that you've planned in advance, pack your healthy snacks and your speaker for music or your headphones, pack everything up and go to a park or the beach for three to four hours for a mini retreat. This is probably my biggest guilty pleasure is like an afternoon at the beach where I live uh, on the beautiful coast of Florida. So I will grab all of those things. My ritual is to stop at Publix and get a big bowl of fresh cut fruit and take it with me to the beach. So that's my healthy but indulgent snack. And I listen to a podcast and I just journal or plan out what I'm going to do and maybe work in my art journal a little bit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just, I don't go to a park or a beach, but I take my paints and a canvas down to our back deck, just in our own yard. Making time to be creative or to practice improving your art is difficult for everyone. We are all struggling to find the time or the motivation to grow in our creative businesses and creative passions. Each of us, however, has the exact same number of hours in our day. So think about that. Each of us has the exact same number of hours in our day. Yes, our obligations might be different. Our days might be more or less challenging, but each of us still has the same number of hours that we have to prioritize and the ability to squeeze in creative time, no matter how big or how small. If you find yourself saying things like, oh, I wish I had time to create like that artist I follow on Instagram, or I really wish I had her life, remember that the people who inspire you are the people who make the time to do what they're creatively passionate about. That's why a solo at home creative retreat or even just a mini retreat for a couple of hours can be such an amazing opportunity. Anyone can do this. You can set aside a whole day or a weekend or even just an afternoon and intentionally make the time for you to grow as an artist. We've said this before in our other podcast episodes, but Katie and I truly believe in one thing. Your creative dream life is possible for you, and all you have to do is start living it step by step, day by day. Taking a solo artist retreat is one easy way and free way for you to start living your dream life. Making creative time a priority does not cost you a thing, but it can add so much to your life and it can help you increase the meaningful income that you make with your creative business because you're putting in the practice to improve your art and you're putting in the time to enjoy the process of creating and to try something new and to get better at what you already love making.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to try something totally new and train those creative muscles, we've got a free mini course that teaches you how to create your own stickers at home. You can find this course on our website, shopstudiosisters.com. You can also sign up for our newsletter for a free weekly dose of creative business inspiration. We'll talk soon. Bye.